was a rumble in the jungle Once I heard dad was outside again Counting birds and mama plugged in the nightlight And I saw the queen of the world Mama plugged Welcome in the nightlight Welcome to the Golden Hour Birth Podcast I, I am your co-host Liz Natalie, and tonight we have a friend from Long Island, New York, on. I think, right? Oh my yes. God. Oh, I was like, <laughs> did I already mess that up? But we have Katie from Long Island on. She is a mama of three. So thanks so much for coming on tonight, Katie. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited about this. So we can just go ahead and jump right into it. If you want to just tell us a little bit about you and your family. Okay. Well, like you said, I'm a mom of three. I have a girl and two boys. My daughter is six, my middle one is four, and the grand finale baby, he is seven months. My husband and I have been together for 11 years, I think. We got married on 12, 13, 14, so we would never forget. (laughs) I love And last year, I forgot. But so, yeah, so we've been married for that long, and we, we got pregnant almost like right away. So we got married in, in December of 2013 and I was pregnant by August of 2015. We postponed our honeymoon because we wanted to do a cruise to Alaska. So I took my IUD out right before that cruise and six weeks later I was pregnant. <laughs> so I was fully expecting to need like fertility treatments and everything in all honesty because my mom, she had a hard time getting pregnant with me. I'm overweight the whole you know i've always had issues with my period and stuff so i was fully expecting to need some sort of intervention no apparently so yeah we got i got pregnant immediately and harper is my daughter we were team green for her and then we found out for the two boys and she she is the baby who gave me the confidence that I could have a ton of them. <laughs> and then my son came along and knocked me on my ass. And we were done it too. We were done it too. And then I had gotten pregnant and we had a termination for medical reasons early on in that in 2019. And that kind of made me realize, I'm like, I don't think we're done. And then in the pandemic, I got pregnant right at the start of it. And on my IUD. And then we ended up with a second trimester loss at almost 20 weeks. So we went through that in the, the height of the pandemic, August 2020, height of the pandemic. Like I cried to the nurse to let my husband come to the hospital because I, I mean, New York got hit bad. We got hit really bad. So we weren't as bad as like the city, but on Long Island, we got trampled. And I I cried to the nurse to let my husband come in. And she was like, we have exceptions. This is one of those. So don't worry, he can come. And uh, then after that, we were kind of like, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we're not. Maybe we are done. And then August of 2021, it was right before my my daughter started kindergarten. I couldn't stop crying. And her first day of school, my husband was like, what is wrong with you? I was hysterical. I could not stop crying and we were driving home and we were going to Dunkin Donuts and my four-year-old well not at the time he was three he goes mommy don't cry it's just Dorothy we're just getting Dorothy and I'm like okay as I'm sobbing 
and we get home and I was texting my best friend. She's like, she's like, well, you've been really, she's like, you were crying at the Alanis Morissette concert. Like, like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just a mess. She's like, could you be pregnant? I'm like, no. And then she was like, well, you have like, cause I, you know, I mean, when you have one, you, you just buy those cheapy tests from Amazon, you know? Exactly. And I, she's like, go take one. And that was the grand finale, baby. <laughs> so. And that's my boys are Fox and Steven. And Fox is, he lives up to his name. <laughs> and Steven is, he's only seven months. So, but he is, he's the wild card. He's the wild one. He he came six weeks early. Wow. And my whole pregnancy, I was like, he's going to be the biggest baby. He's going to be the biggest baby. You know, he was born the smallest one. But now at seven months, he is the biggest baby. <laughs> he, he is bigger than the other two were at seven months by like a solid two pounds. Wow. <laughs> and he's he's a little sack of potatoes. Oh. And so that's. That's my family, the three of us, and uh, well, the three kids, my husband, myself, and our dog, who you will probably hear at some point. <laughs> she, she's so stupid. <laughs> stupid. But the kids love her, and she's good with them, so that's all that matters. Yeah, family uh, dogs and, like, having kids with them is just something special, but. It really is. It really is. And, and Harper picked her. Like, Harper found her in the shelter. Oh. And we like when we lost our first dog, Skipper, it was I was devastated. And we were like, we're not going to get a dog right away. And Harper was only like 10 months old, I want to say. She was a baby. Mm-hmm. But one of her first words was D for dog. <laughs> Any dog she would, she would be D, D. And she'd like flap her hands. She loves dogs. So we went to the shelter and she found her in the corner sitting there, like, just and like the hand started going, the legs started going. My husband was holding her and she's like, D, D, D. And then like in the corner of this shelter, all the way in the corner, like the dog is hiding. And that was that. Now we have Beasley. So you know, she's very sweet, but she's so stupid. She, she's eating our house. Like she had the air conditioner. She's eating our windows. Wild. Wild girl. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you know, like, all right, you know, a mom with anxiety and everything gets a dog with anxiety. It's an eagle tail, you know, it works. But, but that's really it. But she's a good girl. She's a good girl. So we're a family of five and the dog. Love it. So how was pregnancy overall? Were like they vastly different? Were they about the same? The boys were the same. Mm hmm. My first pregnancy was rough. I mean, those those old wives' tales really had something with it with us. Like, I knew it was a girl based on how sick I was. Just And I mean, when they say the girls steal your beauty or whatever, like, my face was spread. My nose has never been so big. My lips were swollen. I Like, I look like one of the real housewives. It was terrible. <laughs> with Harper, I was sick, like, from... Had I not figured out that I was pregnant so early, I was, I found that I was like a minute pregnant. Like I, my first symptom was that I didn't want coffee and it smelled weird. It smelled off and I was at a bridal shower 
And I just kept going to my friend. I'm like, I'm like, this place smells so old. Like, doesn't it smell old? And my friend is like, shut up. You're being a bitch. Because like, it was like a friend's, it was my husband's friend's bridal shower. And like, I'm not really friendly with the girl, but you know, that ob- obligation thing. And she's like, you're being a bitch. Stop it. She's like, it doesn't smell old. The coffee's fine. Stop it. I'm like, no. I'm like, no, it's gross in here. The next morning, I burped bile, which sounds disgusting. But then I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's never happened before. And I took the dollar store test. And this lightest, slightest little positive came up. Mm. And that was it. But had I not figured it out just by that, I would have figured it out when I started dry heaving in the grocery store in the chicken aisle. I grabbed like one of those vegetable bags that they keep. So, you you know, like you don't get chicken guts everywhere. I put one of those in because I thought I was going to throw up in the grocery store. But instead, I just dry heaved for 15 minutes and then wet myself. (laughs) So I was like six weeks pregnant and I called my husband from the parking lot crying. I was like, I already wet myself. I'm barely pregnant. And were, he was like, it's all right. He's like, just come home. No big deal. He's like, no one's going to know. He's like, your leggings are black. And I was like, I know. But you, you can't tell a girl anything with that. Um, and with her, like, I couldn't eat chicken. I couldn't even be in the same room as chicken. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. those uh, like, are my aversions too coffee and chicken <laughs> it was so bad it was <laughs> so bad and my husband is allergic to pork and all i wanted was bacon and sausage <laughs> and pulled pork like all i could do like so at work every time i ordered lunch it was a pulled pork quesadilla <laughs> it was delicious delicious, <laughs> but it was a pulled pork quesadilla and like he'd he'd come home and there'd be leftovers in the fridge. He's like, "Is this chicken?" I was like, "Are you stupid? No, no, it's not chicken." He's like, "Well, what am I going to eat?" I said, "I don't know, but you figure it out yourself." I'm like, "I have my leftovers." Uh, cook chicken for you. Sorry. Yeah, and that's it. Couldn't even be in the house. <laughs> it couldn't even be in the house. The way that my job found out I was pregnant was they ordered lunch and one of the girls got a chicken soup. And I, I could just like it like wafted to my desk and I started dry heaving. Oh it was so oh. bad. It was, And that lasted even after like I was done being pregnant with her. Like it, it lasted like it was terrible. Oh, wow. It was it was terrible. But with the boys, with the boys, it was. I didn't have the morning sickness like that with Fox. I got a little bit sick, probably around like 12, 13 weeks. Same with Steven, but not for Harper. I I would dry heave in the morning for a solid 20 minutes every morning. I couldn't brush my teeth. Mm. Like it it was so, and it was like 26 weeks of that. And then I had a small break and then it picked back up at like 32 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's rough. So that was, I, I mean, yeah, those old wives tales. They, there's something to them. I'm just they, saying. Yeah, I'm I, just saying. And with Harper, we didn't know. We did not find out if it was a boy or a girl until like she came out. Mm-hmm. I I knew. I said, I'm like, no, it's a girl. I'm like, it's a girl. I was like, I'm so sick and everything. And and I was like, I'm 
then towards the end of the pregnancy, like pictures from my baby shower, my nose. I'm like, I remember looking at it and I was like, see, I'm like, see, look at my nose. It's a girl. Like, look at, look at it. I'm like, it's huge. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's that old one. It's He's like, okay. You know, it's like, all right. I'm like, no, it's a girl. Yeah. And I still do that to my husband too. I, I, I think I have like some preeclampsia happening because my face like that. Well, that's what ended like my doctor was like, he's like, no, he's like, that's a symptom of pre E. And it was like, and I had been, I had already been being treated for like the pregnancy induced hypertension mm-hmm. because I didn't meet all of the markers for pre E at that point. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'm like, no, girls just steal your beauty. I'm like, this is, this, no, no. And, and it, that didn't happen with my boys. And I had pre E with all of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, say, but pre sucks. Pre E sucks so bad. Like, I know people tell you, you know, oh, well, all of this could happen, but it's, it's only certain people or whatever. And then they're like, you could prevent it. You can prevent it. You really can't. You really can't because nobody tells you, for anybody who is listening, if you have pre E or you develop pre E, just know that it is not your fault. Yeah. No one tells you that because they're always like, cut out salt or it's because you're overweight watch your weight but but, but, but. no it's the placenta yeah mm-hmm. it is the placenta and no one tells people that like no one tells pregnant people this yeah i'm like what so whatever someone is like you know i have pre-e or my doctor's worried about my pre-e like what can i do to stop it or anything it's like not much yeah that's it and my mom had preeclampsia with me and so there is a genetic component to it. Mm-hmm. But like it took a long time to get over that, like that feeling of what did I do wrong? Yeah. Until my second pregnancy, when my I had doula for my second pregnancy, she was like, It's the it's the placenta. She's like, it's nothing you did, it's nothing you could really prevent or try and like manage or anything like that. She said, This is just how the placenta is and I was like and it's same thing for gestational diabetes Mm -hmm. I didn't have that and everybody was so shocked including myself yeah just you know again those factors of my weight and and everything like that Mm -hmm. I fully expected to have gestational diabetes no yeah no that's not something that you can control and then you you see like people super healthy like any little things and they've got it and yeah you know, it's definitely people are always trying to like, like I see on the mom boards, like, oh, I have my test tomorrow. What can I eat? And it's just like nothing. Like, nothing. If you have it, you have it. There's yeah, nothing. That's you know, it. That's all it. And told me was just like, have some protein. Yeah. Like eat a, eat a nice protein before you come in. Then like, yeah, my girlfriend who's like due two weeks after me was like freaking out about her test. I think she had to like go and three hour and I'm like yeah. you know that has like nothing to do with you right and she's yeah. like wait what that's it no yeah. you could walk every day you could yeah eat the healthiest eat. diet yeah there okay. is there's a bodybuilder that I follow on Instagram who was pregnant with her kid at the same time I was pregnant with Harper mm-hmm. and she had gestational diabetes and I just like I'm like a bodybuilder like 
like she did the the fitness competitions and everything. Yeah. And she had gestational diabetes. So I was like, I kind of like the medical community and people, they always want to like fat shame the woman or especially, especially a pregnant woman. They always want to, you know, make sure you watch your weight. And, and of course, I'm not saying like, you know, it's a free for all by any means, but there is just a stigma of people who are overweight in the medical community in general. And then when you're a pregnant woman, pregnant human in this society right now, God, everybody just wants to tell you what to do and what not to do. And I'm just like, can I just grow a human? Like, can I just do this? Can I grow a human and and make it to to at least 34 weeks? Yeah. Like, if, like that was really it. With Harper, I ended up in the hospital at like 24 weeks for the hypertension. And I really thought I was delivering early. Like I real I truly thought I was going to have like a micropreme at like 26 weeks, wow. like 24, 26 weeks because of the way that they were talking and just like the the hospital doctors, not even my OB, because I had switched OBs halfway through my pregnancy. Because the original OB I had super alarmist and like I didn't get that warm and fuzzy feeling. And then it was like, let me cancel the appointment. I was literally on my way to the doctors and they were like, oh, the doctor's not going to be in today. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I literally took off work to come here. I was like, so then I would cry and and then they would get me in. Magically, they would be able to get me in with somebody. But it switched. And I'm very, and I even said to my husband in the hospital, I said, had we not switched, I truly think that we would have had a baby at 26 weeks. I, I Like, had we not switched OBs, I fully think that my initial group would have pushed to deliver me or like scared me into delivering early. Have like a high blood pressure reading or was there? Yeah, I had high blood pressure reading and they immediately sent me to the hospital. Wow. And it was like the first high blood pressure reading. And like, I'm a ball of anxiety in general. And now I'm pregnant with my first baby. And now you're telling me something is wrong. So, of course, now my blood pressure is spiking even more. And they sent me to the hospital for monitoring. And then I had a panic attack in the hospital. So that went over really well. (laughs) The wonderful nurse, she was amazing. She was, she was, really a bright spot in like a dark place at this point but i was like i can't breathe i'm like shouting and she's like if you're talking you're breathing i'll be right there she came in she like she like held my chest for me she's like all right ready up and down up and and she was phenomenal and then my doctor came in and he held my hand he's like listen you're not having a baby anytime soon he's like we're just gonna monitor you he's like you might have to be here for a week or so we'll see what happens and then I had to pee in, you know, the bucket for like three days. And then they sent me home <laughs> on meds. And I was. What pressure was? That, I think that reading, it was like 160 over like 98. Mm-hmm. So like it was high. It was totally warranted. Yeah. It was absolutely warranted, you know. And then like in the hospital, it calmed down and stuff. And then I had some pretty normal readings, like, the, you know, the 140 over 30, not 140 over 30. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> really bad. 
like the 140 over 85, 140 over 90. And then it was controlled on meds. I was controlled. And then I was controlled on meds until I wasn't. And I am just not meant to have a May baby because Harper's due date was May 1st. I was so excited to get an emerald as a birthstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she came April 18th. Went in for my 38-week appointment. I was 38 in one day. And my blood pressure was high. It was like 150 over 90. My doctor was like, I don't like this. <laughs> she was like, let's do another. Because and then like I was getting like the biophysical profiles every two weeks. And, and then it was every week. And then it went back to every two weeks. So I was always at my OB's office. Yeah. And she was like, let's just like check her and everything and then i had the extra fluid i had the polyhydraminos we're like you know what she and she was measuring huge they were they were prepping me for this gigantic baby and they were like okay the baby's measuring pretty big and everything so i think it's gonna be best that we look at delivering and i was like okay (laughs) so i called my husband and i said hey we're gonna have a baby He's like, I know. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, like, I'm coming home. We have to get the bag and we have to go to the hospital. And he's like, oh, you mean like now? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, did your water break? I said, no. I said, no. The doctors just told me we have to go to the hospital. <laughs> and he's like, he was so confused because my whole standpoint, my entire first pregnancy, you know, when you're, when you're brand new and naive and all of that, I was like, I'm going to d- go completely on my own and there I'm not going to be induced and I'm not going to do anything. And it's either going to be I'm going to go on my own or they're going to have to cut this baby out of me. Well, they cut the baby out because I, I did refuse an induction. I would not be induced, especially with the high blood pressure. I was like, no, absolutely not. That was that was like the one thing I was firm on with all three of my pregnancies with all three of everything it was like i'm not induction was not for me and then especially once you have the high blood pressure the one time each subsequent pregnancy you're at risk for it again so you know i was like all right i don't remember much of my first c-section it went from being like super emergent to we have to get you in right now my blood pressure spiked really high they were worried i was going to stroke out they came in they the anesthesiologist he asked me about because i have a morphine allergy and one of the components of a spinal block is morphine so he's like you know well how allergic are you and i was like i'm like well the last time i had it they had to stop giving it to me because i immediately broke out into hives like i was like 10 years ago he was like all right he's like well we're going to give you a benadryl first and then see what happens. Well, I broke out into hives and that sent me into a panic attack on the operating table. So then I was like, they were really monitoring my my levels and like playing up and down with the meds and stuff. So I was not fully conscious for that birth. I remember hearing her cry. And I remember asking my husband, is it a boy or a girl? And then he said, it's a girl. And my response was, I told you so. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, how big? How big is she? Because they prepped me for this gigantic baby. Yeah. Now, I'm 4'10". 
My husband is six foot seven. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so a giant baby was not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. So they were like 6'11", 6'11". So I'm like, like 11 pounds? What? They were like, no, 6 pounds, 11 ounces. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> it's like, are you sure? And he, they were like, yeah. And apparently when you have the extra um, like amniotic fluid, it can skew the uh, sonogram even more than that like one pound influx that they warn you about. Yeah. So that that's where they got a big baby from. Wow. Yeah. Between that and her head measurement. Yeah. And I was being told, like, oh, he's measuring two weeks ahead. He's gonna be so big. Yeah. He was eight seven. I'm it's a perfectly normal sized baby. Perfect. Yeah. It's a perfectly normal sized baby. Right. Like a big baby, but I will say if they were just going off of her head measurement, she got a big head. (laughs) I'm super thankful for my for my C section. Super, it, it, it's her. It's very proportionate to her. <laughs> it's a big head. It's a big head. But um, did they, when you got admitted into the hospital, did they say that you had preeclampsia then, or did yes? They so later? that's what ended up happening. Was when it like went from. I went in. They wouldn't let my husband in with me right away to like do my intake and stuff. So now, now I felt super uncomfortable. So my anxiety started going. And when you go in for your intake, you have to pee in the cup. And I tested positive for the protein in the urine. And then they ran the blood work also. And whatever those markers are in your blood work for pre that they look for, they were elevated. So they were like, it looks like this has turned into full-blown preeclampsia and everything like that. So I was like, okay. Oh, it's a baby. Okay, he went back down. He's in the living room. I've got some classical music going for him. And then my blood pressure, like the nurse, she refused to let my husband come in. And I, I started getting like very agitated and anxiety and, and all of that. And uh, then my blood pressure spiked. And they didn't even wait to like for the spinal or anything to like put the catheter in me or anything. Like I had like nurses holding me down. They put the catheter in me and like wheeled me to the OR like. It went from everything is fine to we have to get this baby out of you. It took a lot of healing for that first C-section. Like, I, you know, everyone was like, well, you know, the baby's healthy and you're healthy. And I'm like, yeah. It doesn't work like that. But I'm like, it, that's a great story when you wrap it up in a bow. Everyone's healthy. But they don't tell you how much that fourth trimester with uh-huh. and uh, you know when you're on when you have preeclampsia you get the, the mag uh-huh. and the magnesium is awful hot you get itchy and then they don't tell you that it can interfere with breastfeeding and they don't tell you that preeclampsia itself on its own can interfere with breastfeeding and then they just push the breastfeeding and uh, that's like a whole other you know journey on it was on its own but it ended up being that i just don't have the boobs for a supply like i have they're they're for show <laughs> like that's it they don't produce the milk they they're the, they're the glandular tissue is not there but that took a while to get to so now it's like i'm i'm battling 
the postpartum hormones and I'm navigating being a brand new mom. I just had major abdominal surgery. I can't get my tits to work. And everyone's like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. You know, like people are telling me, oh, you know, you can't use a nipple shield because if you use a nipple shield, she'll never bond with you. She'll only bond with plastic. Yeah, that was super helpful to tell me, you know, 10 days postpartum. Thank you. Super helpful. And then going back and forth with the weight checks and everything like that. And then at two weeks old, she got admitted into the PICU because she wasn't gaining weight. So they labeled her failure to thrive. And that's when the nice lactation consultant at that hospital told me, you know, some women just don't have the boobs for it. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you know, and she's like, and she like examined me and like, like me see, saw how like not symmetrical they are and how down to my knees they are and all this other stuff. And she was like, you know, they're tubular and this, that and the third. And she's like, she's like, yeah, your boots are just for show. And I was like, <laughs> like, it was just one of those things that where it was like, she was so real about it. And I really appreciated her so much for that because it wasn't like, oh, honey, it's okay. You know, some women just go. She was just super like, hey, you know what? Your boobs are for show. That's what happens. Here's formula. Yeah. Ta-da. She wasn't like shamey about it. Like some lactation consultants that I had talked to were, where it was like, oh, you just have to try harder. You just have to try harder. I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't. What, am I supposed to like milk myself? Like, what? What do you mean? Try harder? Like, she's on my boob. She's latched. You're telling me she's got a good latch. What's the problem? But this this one lactation consultant, she had answers, and I pre- I still I appreciate her so much for that. And knowing all of that going into my second pregnancy made it much easier. It just made it so much easier. And when I was when I got pregnant with Fox, Harper was 14 months old. We weren't trying, like, we, like we weren't, we were doing that whole, well, if it happens, it happens. And again, I was expecting, you know, all right, well, maybe we won't get so lucky this time. Okay. <laughs> People are like, oh, when are you going to have another baby? I don't know. Little did I know I was pregnant again. And And my whole thing, I guess, is, always being in denial of wanting to take a pregnancy test because, you know, I've spent all this time, every time my period was a second late, it was, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Let me go take the test. And then when I actually was pregnant, I was like, no, there's no fucking way I'm pregnant. (laughs) You know, married and everything, you know, not trying, not preventing. No, there's no way. And and I'm like, I I totally could have been one of those people who are like, I didn't know I was pregnant. And, uh, so like I get it like like when I was younger I never understood that show and now I'm like okay I can kind of understand that yeah I can kind of understand that but no morning sickness with no with with Fox I had just a little bit at like 12 13 weeks but had I not known I was pregnant at that time I would have been like all right I have like a stomach bug you know like it would have just totally gone over my head and with him I had no food aversions no the only thing I really craved was fresh fruit. Like, <laughs> like I, I ate like an entire papaya in one sitting. <laughs> and my mom came over and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's papaya. 
I'm like, how come I've never had this before? She was like, because you never ate fruit. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, but this is delicious. This is delicious. And that's all I wanted my entire pregnancy. I wanted fresh fruit. Like there was at one point in my pregnancy where my I had ulcers in my mouth from all of the pineapple I was eating because all I wanted was pineapple. And they were like, my, at one point, my doctor was like, OK, it's like you shouldn't really be eating this much pineapple because it can induce labor. And I was like, there's an enzyme in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good to know. Good to know. Another one of those, you know, things that they don't tell you when you're pregnant. Yeah. You know, if they don't they don't tell you. You can have random nosebleeds. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't tell you about that. They don't yeah. tell you about the random nosebleeds that can happen. Or your teeth, like your gums, like your gums will bleed and everything from all of the extra blood you're pumping and everything. Tell you all of that. Yeah, they tell you like, oh, your body's going to work overtime. They don't tell you the details. They don't tell you that you're going to have a stuffy nose for nine months. <laughs> yeah. You're going to think like. a half size bigger. That, oh, the can't fit in my old shoes anymore. No, with Harper and Fox, my feet shrunk back. With Steven, Stevens, my pregnancy with Steven changed my body the most. And I didn't like with Harper. I I dropped the baby weight basically right away. Like I gained like eighty pounds with her. Most of it was fluid from the preeclampsia. Yeah, and I left the hospital at my pre-pregnancy weight. With Fox, I was back to like my pre-pregnancy weight pretty quickly. Steven, I I haven't lost a goddamn pound. Mm-hmm. I haven't lost a fucking pound. I actually think I gained three pounds since I met him. And he just he changed my body the most. Yeah, he changed my body the most. But it's kind of like fitting because he's the last baby. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna make this shit permanent. <laughs> I'm going to leave my mark on this body. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Man, did he leave a marker? You know, I I mean, if I had to pick the easiest pregnancy, it was probably Fox, Mm -hmm. which is kind of entertaining since he's my, I don't want to say he's my hardest kid. I don't want to say that. He is the kid who gives me the biggest run for my money. (laughs) Is that a nice way of saying he's my most difficult kid? All right. right. I mean, say middle child. I feel like that's almost enough. That's it. Like, I'm an only child. I'm an only child. My husband is one of three. He's the oldest. And I I really, I have a new understanding of his brother, the middle child. And I have way more sympathy for him now. And like, like, part of me is like, that's why you are the way you are. I get it now get it but um, you know that's that second child energy like you see those tiktoks with those sounds where it's like you know my first child and it's like all angelic music and everything like that and then my second child and it's like you know fucking metallica blasting in the background i'm like i'm like that tracks yeah that tracks yeah my second is like no fear like yeah she's crazy it is, it's that second child. I don't know what it is. And it's either, like, regardless of if they're in the middle or just like the second born, I, I, he's my leash kid. He is. He's my leash kid. And I never thought I would be somebody who would have a leash kid. 
but same parents being a parent now myself I'm like I feel like I get it yeah get it I get it we were we were on vacation with my mom over the summer because we take we my mom takes us on vacation as like part of our Christmas present she takes me and my kids away you know like little trips but this year we went to Baltimore for the Baltimore Aquarium because they have dolphins there and all Harper's wanted to do is see dolphins Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Fox scaled the elevator, not the elevator, the escalator. He scaled the side of it and he traveled up with it and on like a ledge and ended up at the top uh, on the top floor. Like, you know, on like, I don't know, eight inches of platform he had. Like all the guys from like the photo booth and customer service were like lined, ready to catch him. I have never moved so fast in my entire life because all I did was go and like check the locker, see how much time we had left on our locker. And in that time, Fox decided he was going to scale the escalator. I have never been more terrified in my entire life. And also like people were just like, oh, like when we were finishing up in the aquarium, they were like, oh, that's the kid who who ended up on the escalator. And it was like, he's the fucking escalator kid. And all that I kept going through in my head was the scene in Mallrats. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Mallrats, but it's why are the kids always playing on the escalators? That is what was going through my head. So oh, the baby's up that's again. Hold on. Let me little brother, to be honest, who was the youngest, like that's something he would be doing. Let me just grab now. I'm going to grab my youngest now because he's up now. My little baldy baby. Um, Was um, your birth with Fox? It. The best thing I can say about it is that was it was very healing. I remember way more of it. It was another situation where it was an emergency C-section, but it was not emergency like Harper. Mm -hmm. I went for my 37 week appointment. It was 37 and one. And my doctor was like, your blood pressure is high. And my blood pressure with Fox, I didn't have any issue the entire pregnancy until that day. And I was really not paying attention to my body at that. I mean, like, you know, I was I had Harper was 20 months old at the time. So, you know, I was running around. It was like just after all of the holidays and everything. But it was March 1st. and. I, my whole thing was, I'm like, we have to, I'm like, my whole prep was like, the baby has to stay until March 1st. That was it. March 1st, he was due March 21st, March 22nd, something like that. And I was like, he just can't come in February. There are too many February birthdays. You know, my best friend, my mom, you know, my mom is like, that is February 28th. Like, I too many February birthdays. So I was like, March 1st, it was a Thursday. And that weekend, they were predicting that it was going to be a blizzard. Oh, no. It was also, my husband had just gotten a promotion at work. So it was like going to be his first full week of being in this new position. And I said, I'm having a baby this weekend. And that's what that means. It was also a full moon. Oh, yeah. So, so I was like, I'm having a baby. Blizzard, new job, and full moon. I'm having a baby this weekend. Trifecta. (laughs) 
So that morning, the Thursday morning, my appointment, I was like, I had a migraine. I was yelling at my husband to, I'm like, stop being so loud. And he was like, oh my God. He's like, I'm not. I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah. We went and my doctor was like, you know, your blood pressure is pretty high. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he's like, your blood pressure is high. He's like, you know, have you, have you been having headaches a lot lately? And I was like, no, not really. And my husband just stared at me. He's like, really? I'm like, what? I'm like, it's just this morning. I'm like, because you're so fucking loud. <laughs> and then my doctor looked at me. He's like, he's like, so I think we're going to have to send you to the hospital. And I was like, like right now? I was like, or can I go, I go home, relax, like maybe take a shower? He's like, go home, take a shower. He's like, just let me know when you're on your way. So I called my doula. She came over. She like gave me a massage, you know, calm me down and everything. I went to the hospital. They did everything, admitted me. And originally I had said I would like a VBAP. And my OB was like, I'll tell you what, if you're dilated at all, or if your cervix is like good to go, he's like, will consider a soft induction. And at that point, I was like, all right, you know what? That I could do. No Pitocin, just, you know, the Cervidil, the balloon, that kind of thing, just to see if we can get my body to go on its own. They did the exam and he was like, you're Fort Knox. Nope. He's like, let's schedule this shit. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. But they just, they kept having to bump me in the schedule for the OR because other people came in more emergent than me. So I was like, all right, that made me feel a little bit good because like with my first birth, I was, I was the one who made people get bombed. Yeah. And I went in, I remember the nurse, my, my labor and delivery nurse who like got me on the table and everything. She had the best false eyelashes. Like, I just remember talking to her about them. I'm like, they look so good. I was like, they're so full. I was like, I'm like, I only ever wore them for my wedding. I'm like, I can't believe you're wearing them all the time. She's like, yeah, she's like, because I can't, I, she's like, I don't have eyelashes, really. She's like, you can't see them. She was the sweetest thing. At that hospital, it was, a, it's a teaching hospital. So the anesthesiologist was like, you know, here, he's, you know, he wasn't a med student, but he was, you know, like an intern or whatever. He had to, he had to learn. Mm -hmm. So they were like, all right. And I, I just remember like. I remember feeling everything because with that C-section, they were able to do, they were able to take out the morphine component. So they gave me the spinal block without the morphine, but also gave me an epidural to help keep the pain meds in longer. Mm -hmm. That way, like I didn't have any issues on the table in the middle of my section. So I was like, okay, cool. Science has evolved and just, you know, less than two years basically yeah but like i remember feeling the needle like like i felt it in my teeth is the only way i could like because like he like hit my spine and i could feel it oh my and it was just one of those things i was like whoa and he's like are you okay and i was like i'm like i felt it in my teeth and he's like what i was like i'm like i'm like have you ever scraped a spoon on your teeth and he's like what i'm like yeah i'm like yeah I was like, just don't do that again. <laughs> and, and they ended up getting it. I remember my C-section more with him. 
I, we have videos, you know, like I, I was holding him, well, sort of, because, you know, they, they tape you down when you have a C-section yeah. and stuff. And so, like, we have videos of like, hi, Harper, this is your baby brother, Fox. He's so excited to meet you. And then they wheeled me into recovery and I got up to my room. I took a nap and I woke up and I didn't have a baby next to me. Ended up, he needed to be into the NICU because when he came out, another thing they don't tell you is that when you have a C-section, the babies don't always get that lanced in that they need to expel all of the fluid from their, their lung. Yeah. Since Fox didn't have that, but he was crying so hard and so loud. I guess they didn't feel the need to suction him as much as they should have. So he was having some issues with his lungs. So he ended up in the NICU for a couple of days. They didn't wake you up, though? They did not wake me up. They just, they, they, they took the baby. I, like, I guess it was one of those situations where it was like they didn't want to wake up the woman who just had major surgery mm-hmm. and, like, terrify her. But it was, like, also kind of terrifying to wake up. And then I see the baby yeah. nurse, like, just standing over me. And I'm like, where's my baby? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I okay. Didn't... She's like, you know, we had to take him to the NICU. And I was like. I was like, what? Like, I, I feel like there's no good way to do it, I guess, you know, but they had to monitor him more than it was really like, sorry, but the baby's health, fuck your feelings at this point. Mm-hmm. But that was the good thing is, is that Harper got to meet him before he went into the NICU because had that had she not been able to be there, she wouldn't have met him until we got home. And, you know, she was little, so she didn't quite really, like, understand, like, if mommy came home but a baby didn't, like, what what's happening here? Yeah. But luckily, he only needed, like, three days in there. And since I had the C-section and the preeclampsia situation, I was able to stay for the whole time. Um, the doctor was like, no, we'll monitor you. You know, we, we can keep you. So they, they kept me. So we all came home together. And then the blizzard happened. So the the blizzard pushed back about three days. And then with him, I had postpartum pre-E. I had it. My blood pressure just would not go back to camel. Yeah, I know. Were you having any symptoms when you got home? or No. No symptoms. And that was part of the issue is that aside from like that one time with the headaches with Fox at at like that last appointment, I I was not having symptoms. I was not having the floaters in the eyes. I wasn't having the blinding migraines. I wasn't having, I mean, with Harper, I had like the swollen ankles, but that can happen with any pregnancy. So like nothing, nothing that my body was doing was like, hey, something's wrong. Something's wrong. It wasn't doing that. And that was part of the problem because like all these doctors are telling me like, you know, I'm high risk i'm this that the third like we got to get you in right away and i felt fine i felt fine and and the same thing happened with steven it was like with steven my pregnancy was hard thanks so much for listening to this week's episode we'll have katie's part two on next week's episode and she'll tell us all about her pregnancy and birth with steven as well as go into a little bit of the postpartum and some of the losses that she dealt with during that time period. So special thanks to Katie for being so vulnerable and telling us her stories this week. 
And if you want to connect with Katie, we'll link her Instagram in the show notes, as well as our own, if you would like to follow us on Instagram as well. So thank you, and we'll see you next week. And don't forget to uh, rate and review us, and um, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.